Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Thank you for listening. We are just a day away from the start of spring practice for SMU, and so we are finishing up our spring preview edition of the podcast here today, looking at the defensive side of the ball. We'll touch on some recruiting notes uh, later on in the podcast, and SMU does play Cincinnati Thursday night in basketball, but we're not going to touch too much on that. I think we all know that is a must win for SMU to really keep their NCAA tournament hopes uh, alive, and it would also snap a 10-game losing streak to the Bearcats if SMU did, in fact, uh, pull off that win. So we're going to dive right into football and then finish up with just a couple recruiting notes uh, to get you set up for the weekend, and so let's lead off. Scott Simons takes over SMU's defense for Jim Levitt. Uh, the Liberty defensive coordinator was one of the best uh, in the country last year as far as the defense he put out. And the Mustangs are hoping for, obviously, a huge turnaround in this uh, particular uh, part of the team. SMU was, quite frankly, brutal last year for the most part, defensively, especially in pass defense, ranking 124th in the country, which is pretty incredible considering what we really thought SMU had coming in uh, to the 2021 season on the back end of that defense. So let's start with the front line, and I think this is the strength of this defense. Uh, you have guys like Devere Levelston, Gary Wiley, Elijah Chapman, uh, Turner Cox returning, uh, Junior Aho, uh, Nelson Paul. You, you also have some younger players uh, hoping to step up. Jay Bell, Jaden Jones, Jalen Samuels. Uh, and then Stone Ebby. Uh, Ebby is still in the portal, but going to go through spring ball, it appears. And then uh, Braylon Jackson is the lone early enrollee on that side of things for the defense. Uh, he was a gray shirt and is now on campus uh, working out with the Mustangs. So let's dive into this part of the defense. And, you know, for SMU, they were they were fine in, in run defense. Uh, that was one of the strengths of the defense. Uh, Jim Levitt certainly was more so uh, keen on stopping the run. The pass defense suffered because of that. Uh, and Elijah Chapman really turned the corner as a breakout player, uh, really cementing himself as one of the better defensive linemen in the AAC. And then you have Devere Levelston, who really stepped up last year. I was very impressed with what he brought to the table. Um, you're talking about somebody who uh, was kind of had a had a tough 2020 season. Uh, he caught COVID right at the begin or right at the beginning end of fall camp or so, and that kind of derailed his rise. I felt like, and he came on strong at the end of that season and carried that over into 2021. Uh, he started 11 at 12 games, 38 tackles, uh, team high with uh, 10 and a half tackles for loss and six and a half sacks. Uh, he is probably, as far as pro prospects, one of the better ones on this defense and team overall. I'm really high on what he's going to be able to do uh, next season for the Mustangs. And then you bring back a veteran uh, with Turner Cox on the edge. Uh, and then you do have Gary Wiley, who's one of the better defensive linemen SMU has as well. They're looking for guys like Nelson Paul to break out. Stephon Wright, the former four-star who transferred from Arizona State. Junior Ajo, who looking at this defense just overall, he's one of the most physically impressive guys on the team. And that way, if they can get him to come around, that would be a huge step for this defense, just being able to, to have that deep rotation that Calvin Thibodeau, the, the new defensive line coach, is going to want to have. 
I'm interested to see if we see any linebackers make the move into more of a pass rushing role. Uh, we saw that earlier in Jimmy Phillips' career when he kind of came off the edge. Could somebody bulk up and come off the edge? If you're looking at the young talent at defensive line, you've got Jaden Jones, who's really athletic, can bend. Jay Bell uh, looks physically impressive. Jalen Samuels is one of the most impressive guys out there as well. And, and those guys are ones that if SMU can get them to turn the corner and take that next step, it's just going to be huge for the future of this defense just long term. Uh, but if they can get more out of them this year, that's even better. And that's obviously a win for the Mustangs. You move you move into the linebacker room, which I'm going to include the nickelbacks also, which is kind of a safety linebacker hybrid from what we've kind of been told. Uh, and those guys are looking to replace, I mean, guys like Delano Robinson, um, you know, some of those really long-term starters off of last year's squad. Uh, and, and they're going to be, you know, looking for more out of those. They lost Shane Haley, one of the leaders on the team as well. Um, and, and of course, Richard Moore. So you, you look at this, this group and Jimmy Phillips had a really good year. A lot of people, including myself, Peg Kiki Burns is kind of a breakout guy at outside linebacker. Jimmy Phillips ends up being that guy. Played really well last year uh, for the Mustangs, and they're kind of a different defense uh, when he was out there on the field. Uh, and, and then when he wasn't, they, they suffered. He was second on the team with 60 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss, had a forced fumble and an interception, uh, and also blocked two kicks. So a really good year uh, for the former Mesquite Poteet standout. Then you've got... Uh, some of these other guys that have been around for a while on this defense uh, uh, or, you know, one of the newcomers from last year, Isaac Slade Matutia, uh, he is returning as well for the Mustangs. So they're going to look for, you know, more out of him. Uh, we, we, we see guys like Brian Holloway, Ty DeArmond, uh, some of these older guys that just haven't turned the corner. Who knows really what you're going to get out of them uh, or if they're just more so special teamers. And then Isaiah Kelly is somebody that I kind of am encircling um, because he is really athletic. He was just kind of real thin coming in to SMU. So I'm interested to see what Sean Griswold uh, has done with him coming into spring ball. He's listed at 6'3", 197. Uh, if he is one of those players, they can stick at that nickel back spot. Maybe that's the fit. And we don't really know. We don't really know what uh, this that position kind of holds for SMU and what they really want that to be. Uh, so it's going to be a learning experience for us watching this defense, seeing where guys are at. You know, Kiki Burns, another another player that could fit into that that spot as well. And then you bring in the the transfers. Jaquandis Burns, former uh, Terrell, Texas uh, native, uh, who finished up his high school at IMG Academy, went to Minnesota, didn't play much, but is athletic, has some size at 6'2", 220. I'm picking him as one of my breakout guys this, this spring. I just think with... His athleticism, maybe dropping down a level, maybe it's a defense that fits him better, who knows, but I really liked him coming out of high school, and for whatever reason, he just never turned the corner at Minnesota to take on you know more playing time, but I think with him, he's an athlete, he can run, uh, I'm really high on his chances to make an impact for this defense, and then Shannon Reed, somebody you really expect to step in and produce right away, Illinois State transfer, was at Tennessee. He's a Florida native. This is his last last year, and he's kind of a little bit more sawed off at six six foot two thirty. Uh, but he was really productive last year uh, for Illinois State. Uh, 
played in all 11 games, nine starts, led the team with 86 tackles, uh, and, and, you know, had an interception for pass breakup. So he's somebody that, after a strong finish to his Illinois State career, could be someone that you obviously pencil into the starting lineup, but could emerge as a starter for SMU that's reliable, that can really help this defense uh, as they you know, make the change to Scott Simons. Uh, and like I said, you have those veterans like Isaac Slade, Matutia in there who can lead things on that front. And we'll be watching. I mean, like I said, that'll probably be one of those positions where they're going to move guys around, see where they fit, whether it be Mike, Will, uh, that nickelback, uh, field, all sorts of you know different spots because we are anticipating Scott Simons is going to be a little uh, uh, versatile in his defense and, and what he's going to have out there for SMU. So linebacker is probably the most intriguing position just as far as where guys fit, who lines up where, uh, and how that all shakes out. Because defensive line, we know who the contributors are. In the secondary, we know who they have. Linebacker is really where I'm I'm watching to see how guys emerge um, and, and where at that spot. You move on to the cornerbacks, and this was a group that really was disappointing. It, you know, it, it, there's no other way to put it. They were put in bad spots with the scheme. They were put in bad spots with technique. Uh, they didn't take that step forward. But we do know that there's talent there. And despite being kind of thin, if you think about it, Brandon Crosley, Jahari Rogers, Armani Johnson, Bryce McMorris, those are your guys there. And I think they could look to find another corner for that room to kind of come help and provide immediate, you know, help through the transfer portal. That or safety, we've seen some, you know, uh, a transfer offer offer go out to Clayton Isbell, uh, uh, Illinois State safety, uh, who's a FCS All American. But corner is somebody that is somewhere that I think they could still address in the transfer portal. But let's get down to this group. Brandon Crosley breaks out at Colorado State as one of the better young corners in the country, comes to SMU, he makes an immediate impact in 2020, and then kind of hit that wall. And that's kind of been the story, I think, with him. Just you want to see him be more consistent. And, you know, the one thing about him is he is super competitive. You know, he's kind of thin, you know, quite honestly, which is fine at corner. He's fearless. He'll go up and, and try to make a tackle. But overall... I think his technique needs improvement. I think that's a big focal point for him as far as what he can do at the next level uh, and, and take that game to the next level. And kind of similar to Jahari Rogers, who you know played a lot for SMU last year uh, and was you know expected to do a lot of good things. He was really impressive in fall camp and and made nine starts last year, and he had a team high eight pass breakups. But again, just kind of consistency. You know, I, that's kind of been the story with that group, and and they gave up a ton of big plays. Like I said, one of the worst pass defenses in the country. But Jahari Rogers is entering just his third year playing the position. All he did was play it in seven-on-seven seven in high school. He went to Florida. He was kind of buried and uh, transferred to SMU. So this is an opportunity for Ricky Hunley, new corners coach, to really work with him and refine his technique, and maybe you see him break out into that player that everybody kind of thought SMU would be getting at corner. Then you've got veterans like Armani Johnson and Sam Westfall back. With Westfall, he hasn't really done too much outside of special teams, but Armani Johnson is somebody that I'm at least, you know, circling as somebody who could be a surprise player this spring. And the reason why I say surprise is he's played in a ton of games over his SMU career. 
Last year, 11 games, three starts, 15 tackles, two pass breakups. But we just haven't seen the consistency and ability to be healthy. And if SMU can rotate him in and get him on the field and he brings a, a, a solid level of contributions, that's going to be huge for this group because Bryce McMorris is still developing at corner. We know what he brought to the table in spring last year. We know how I think you know, promising his career is, whether it be at corner or safety. Who knows? Maybe they maybe they experiment with him a little bit. But Armani Johnson is kind of the key to this depth of this room being, you know, the veteran, his last year at SMU. Can he make that big step forward? That's something that I'm going to be watching for sure. Then you've got Bryce McMorris, who, again, I think just needs to develop. He needs to continue to to be used to playing corner. His technique has to improve. He played a lot of safety at, at Cypress Bridgeland in his high school days. Uh, so having Bryce McMorris get another year under his belt, he's already physically mature and able to do everything you really want to as far as a corner goes. It, just getting him in better positions, getting his technique down. The corner room overall, which didn't notch an interception in 2021, really has a ton of room for growth. We'll see if they can do it. It's a tall task for Ricky Hundley based on the year that they had last year, but they have a lot of time and they really honestly can only go up. So big offseason of improvement is going to be critical at that spot. And then we finish up with the safety spot led by Brian Massey. I mean, just turned into such a playmaker for SMU in the return game and in the secondary. And when he's on, he's really, really good. Started two of 12 games. I think he's your no-brainer starter back there at safety, at least one of them. Uh, he was one of the best kick returners in the country. Uh, and really, you know, he's fearless. Uh, he really is. You know, six pass breakups, an interception, uh, 29 tackles, tackle and a half for loss. He really brought it last year. And I, I felt like he kind of got better as the year went on. So he's a stock up guy that we're certainly watching in that respect. And you've got to feel good about him back there. Now, the wild card is Chevin Calloway returning. He left the team. Uh, for personal reasons going into last year, I know he didn't mesh at all with Jim Levitt, who kind of just beat him up a little bit in a way, but he's now back. He came back last year, got started working back into shape, didn't do much, but you know what you have in him when he's healthy, available, and in the right frame of mind. He's a really good player. He's physical. He brings an edge. So he's coming back for his final year, and I think right now I'd pencil him in as a starter. You know, that was the kind of difference making he had back there uh, for that defense in 2020. And going into 2021, I mean, he was really thought to be a, a surefire starter, a difference maker. And so he's back now and SMU is going to need a great year from him. Isaiah Wachobia is back. He got nicked up towards the end of last year. By the way, he's going to be wearing number two this year. And he's somebody that you look to take that next step. Right. He's physically impressive. He's a boundary safety and he's somebody that could push to start without a doubt. And then you've got some guys that have been around a while, but that just haven't turned that corner. Roger Robertson, uh, Chase Cromartie, Donald Clay, all those guys you just want to see continued improvement. They're good depth guys. Roger Robertson's recovering from an offseason surgery. We'll see if he's out there for spring ball. Um, but Chase Cromartie's played a ton of football. Donald Clay has as well. You want to see those guys lead and be reliable back there on that defense for SMU. Uh, and then they do have TQ Jack Jackson still on the team listed as a safety. And then Jadarius Thursby 
It'll be interesting to see where he fits in, uh, whether it be at corner or safety. So with that, that wraps up our breakdown of SMU's defense. If I missed anybody, I'm sorry. I don't think I did, but uh, it'll be exciting to watch and see uh, as SMU gets into this new system under Scott Simons. Now, quick recruiting note. I'm not expecting too many visitors this weekend. It's a big recruiting weekend nationally, and SMU is actually having all the parents that can make it over Friday night uh, for kind of a kickoff spring dinner. So something a little fun and a, and a little tidbit for you guys that you know these players can can get with their family and the families can meet the coaches in person and do all of that stuff. So I think it's going to be you know a situation where we might see some visitors on Saturday for the first Saturday practice, but nothing major. This weekend, we'll see that pick up as the spring goes along. And finally, SMU extended an offer to Dallas Lincoln wide receiver Jamel Hardy, who's really picking up steam. He's got a Texas Tech offer. He's got a lot of the in-state group of five programs uh, offering him. And, and he's somebody that appears to be on the rise. He plays for Texas Flex, uh, which is a really good seven-on-seven program. I know they're really high on him. I know SMU's really high on him. So we saw that offer go out. The second wide receiver offer go out. Uh, joining Wesley Greaves out of AM Consolidated, uh, two of the now top targets on the board for SMU at the wide receiver position. So with that, guys, hope you guys enjoyed this spring breakdown. Uh, we are going to wrap this one up. Lots of coverage to come on theponyexpress.com, and we will have you guys covered with spring ball, practice notebook, interviews, all of the things. So be sure to check us out, and we'll be wrapping up our spring position previews as well just in the nick of time for spring practice to get underway. So leave us a rating, leave us a review, and subscribe wherever you catch your podcasts at. And we'll be back next week to break down the first few days of SMU spring practice. Thanks so much for listening and have a good day.